they 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 basically prey on people uh for like the quick fix mentality and i'm not like that at all um i'm more about like the long-term stuff so i set up funding for everybody i've got um for post-secondary unfortunately under 18 there's no money available for the general public there are little pockets depending on certain things which i will talk about a bit but 18 and up there's funding galore so for post-secondary students all mine are funded 100 percent. so it's 1900 for the semester as long as you got student loans it's all fully covered so we meet we do like a two-hour intake 15 weeks of coaching we meet same day same time every week for 15 weeks and then we also have group coaching similar to what we're doing now first ones tonight actually um, these are students who are already in my programs but for the group coaching stuff it's like um you know we get them together we put them into dyads or triads to form their own little body doubling groups and then um um they start studying on their own they set it up themselves right but a a, a case study is like i've one of my trophy students, I guess, set up in this one group and they kept it going. They'd meet like two to three times a week for an hour. And they would just say, you know, Angela said she's going to work on, um, what do you call it? Angela would work on computer science. You know, Juliet would work on psychology. Somebody else would be writing a paper and they just say, set their intentions. I'm going to write a paper for the next hour, do whatever I'm going to do. At the end of the hour, they'd say what they've done and then they leave. But they have this like little cheerleading group of people who get it from a peer perspective, working together to see you through to the next level. So so that's how that that one works. The Like I said, with the post-secondary, uh, once they get into the career transition side, I've got funding for all of them. Uh, and then once, if you want to be an entrepreneur as well, um, I worked for... Um, uh, in the self-employment benefits program, which is part of SEED, uh, basically for about eight years or so until they phased me out because I was too niche. Ironically, my too nicheness is that uh, uh, those of us who live with ADHD, is there any other entre entrepreneurs in the room, just out of curiosity? My pitch to these guys were in this like little, uh, at, just as they're starting to, to uh do their thing i was like is anybody in here because you can't work for anybody else like me and or have resumes a mile and a half long like by the time i was 20 i had 50 different jobs i once took five jobs in a week i had no problem talking my way into it sticking with it was my challenge right um anyways tiffany failed entrepreneurship miserably and why did you fail because you were probably given a structure right like all you really need is you set up a website and you get an accounting program and then you just do your job. I will stop talking to let Tiffany talk if she would like to say a word. I just, um, I was so not interested in so many elements of that. Uh, and I, as a sort of an independent contractor trying to be an mm -hmm. entrepreneur on my own, couldn't even muster the energy to research accounting programs, let alone, yeah. you know, and learning the ins and outs of like filing my own taxes and all that. It was just, yeah, I didn't make enough money to hire an accountant or buy software. <laughs> and all, all the programs that are out there, which is the, the irony of this, and I'm not downplaying all of them because they serve a purpose, but all they, they, it's like, here's the three hour workshop on accounting. Now you go do it by yourself. 
let me ask anybody in the room. So let's talk about time management, right? Uh, I, I've got this little agenda that I use with, with all my clients, right? And I put all my stuff in here because I've been doing it for 10 years and I've, I've figured out how to make it work. But how many, how many times have somebody sat down to say, all you need to do is get an agenda or a calendar and everything's styling, right? And uh, you get the agenda or calendar and it's exciting for two weeks and it all looks pretty because you got your colored pens out and your highlighters and all that stuff. And then two weeks later, um, you know, your next uh, brilliant mind is like, oh, you know what? I need an app, right? When anybody says that, I need an app for that and I'm as guilty as this as anybody else, um, I say, go into your phone. If you have one page of apps and that's it, that's fine, right? You can get an app. I trust you to do that. If your phone looks like mine, however, and every page are all these dead apps that you've never looked at, and then you flip to the next page and there's a bunch more, right? An app isn't going to solve your problem. That Anything that's quick and easy is not going to work, right? Uh, it's just like, I guarantee too, uh, any of you guys are joining from uh, from um, your computers, my guess is this is one of a kajillion tabs and all you people that have your computer, your which is every one of you that aren't showing your face are probably multitasking right now too. And I don't blame you. The uh, This is going to be recorded just 15 minutes late. We skipped my story. That's totally fine. Um, and I'm going to post it on uh, YouTube when I'm done. So if you do want to go back, you can totally go back and do that. Um, so anyways, long story short, that's how everything came to be. Um, I got out of school. I went off to university to do um, on in pursuit of clinical social work. Uh, but I also uh, made a bit of a little mistake for myself was uh, because I told so many people what I was doing, uh, I was taking uh, three classes, coaching 40 people a week. I did literally I was doing these things every day or out networking every day. And uh, I couldn't manage everything at once. And then I was like, man, I'm already making more than social workers do. I do exactly what I want to do. And I've been doing it now for 10 years without anybody uh, causing me any grief. I'm, I'm not going to continue school. I'm going to do it my way. So I went off, did like I got certified in adult education and I got, um, I did a whole bunch of different things, but just learned a bit of a different way to do things. Right. And uh, anyways, so long story short, that's where it is. In the meantime, I did get sidetracked along the way in 2016 to 2018. I started a tech company uh, running one business hard enough running two highly don't recommend it. And the tech company I had was called Ad Text. And it was one of my mentors, Jim says, I need a mentor. <laughs> well, it was one of my mentors like, hey, why are you doing this all one to one? Uh, you know, you got young coaches that are all in their like, tw around 25 years old is what my coaches were at the time. And they all text all the time. Why don't you start a business called Ad Text? So if you have ADD, text me. That was my thing. ADD text dot me was my website and my fancy little pitches and wearing my skinny suits and all that jazz and pretending to be Mr. Salesman for a while um, until they told me that all I could do was go sell and I wasn't allowed to actually do the coaching. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Like, I like to stay present. So like Tiffany, you talked about 
managing all your bits and pieces, um, doing the admin and actually doing the stuff. I was like, I don't want to do all that stuff. I want to, I, or I want, I don't want to just do one thing. I want to do it all, which was a mistake <laughs> that cost me some, some problems over the years. But now, um, anyways, long story short, we're back up and uh, I've got some pretty exciting news. Part of the reason why I'm doing all this right now. So my exciting news is that is everybody here from Nova Scotia? Just out of curiosity, raise a hands or can you just put where you're from and what what brought you to this course just in the chat below? Jim's from Nova Scotia. And tell me, are you working or is school or do you got a kid that's in school? Or like, what do you guys do? That'll be very helpful to know where I'm taking the rest of the day. Just put in the comments below. All right. So um, I lost my train of thought. No shocker. So anyways, long story short. Um, oh, yeah. I I started working with this. Um, oh, Jamie just lost your job. Sorry to hear that. I started working with a, a doctor and I'm going to put his website down at the bottom. Uh, it's called Parhar. Oh, no, I'm just messaging Jim. Hold on a second. <clears throat> Parhar.com. Um, my question, first of all, whoever has been diagnosed in the room, actually, can you put that down? Have you been diagnosed or have you not? If you haven't, um, I'm going to talk a really quick blip about Parhar. Um, oh, you're from Victoria, Steph. That's cool. I grew up in Richmond. Um, so um, what was I going to say? Yeah, Dr. Parhar. So basically here in the province, if you want to go get diagnosed, you can either go and pay $2,500 to $3,500 for a diagnosis uh, through a psychologist. And honestly, the only people who need the $3,500 diagnosis is, and they still don't really need it, it's just how the system works in the school system is within the school system, right? They say, go get your psych ed usually takes two to three years to get the damn thing because the school psychologists are so busy. Those who want to pay privately pay out their yin yangs for it. And then nothing really happens with it, right? You get this 30 page document. They don't follow the stuff that's in there anyways. And, uh, you know, if you're lucky, you might get a little bit of extra assistance. ADHD by itself, you're not getting uh, like an educational assistant or anything else uh, for the most part. And you kind of go from there. Uh, oh, no way. So Tiffany was, uh, she's a career coach uh, at Dalhousie and also a student in the master's program. So Tiffany, actually, I got to talk about Dalhousie. Um, I started coaching primarily out of NSCC. And then I was so lucky to get into Dal, I don't know, about five years ago, um, we started working with Dal. And now Dal is by far our biggest um, uh, referrer of students. I just literally got off the call at uh, uh, whatever it was at, um, uh, right when I before I got on with the Dal student. So maybe she's your client. I don't know. Tiffany, she'll be signing up. Uh, anyways, so uh, yeah, so we started doing that. Oh yeah, so for for Dr. Parhar, the reason why I uh, I started there is because I started sending people to um, what you call it. I started sending people to, well, the only clinic in town that's free was the adult ADHD center in Dartmouth. 
Um, I'm not going to bad mouth. All I'm going to say is if you want to know about how that one works, before you make an appointment, go to ratemymd.com and look at Dr. Joseph Sedek. I can't diagnose this because he's a Dalhousie prof, but go look him up and take a read. That's why. And as soon as you have a read, go to Dr. Pahar instead, because Dr. Pahar uh, can give you a diagnosis. It was $250, now it's $300, but it's done with a nurse practitioner. It's completed in, uh, uh, he says four to six weeks, but because he's booming so much, I'm like telling people uh, six to eight weeks. And uh, and uh, in six to eight weeks, he gives you, uh, he'll print off your paper, which is really all you need. You don't need a 30 page document unless you have learning disabilities or if you're worried it's autism or something bigger, then yeah, go ahead and get the big psych ed. But if not, you don't, all you need is a piece of paper from a doctor to say, do I have it or do I not? As soon as you do, all of the stuff opens up. And Tiffany, I don't know if you can speak to that at all, being through Dal. Um, yeah, you can, you take that, you go through student loans, you upload it. Yes, I have a disability. And then all this funding open up. So how it works is that if you self-identify as a student with a disability, um, you can qualify for two two grants. One is called this Canada Study Grant for Students with Permanent Disabilities. <clears throat> that one's um, up to $2,000 per semester off your tuition. As soon as that one opens up, the next one in line is the um, Services and Equipment Grant for Students with Permanent Disabilities. Uh, on the services side, you can get uh, tutoring, like up to six hours of tutor, tutoring a week. You can get academic coaching is what we do. Um, you can get time on exams, uh, writing in a private room, uh, all kinds of accommodations. And one, one thing, not in university, this is just at college. If you go to uh, NSCC or any of the private colleges, you can also do something called an accommodated course reduction. Uh, which means, say, at NSCC, that's a set two-year program. Uh, yes, it's 18 and up. Yes. Uh, all the funding I'm going to talk about is going to be for 18 and up. Um, so on a separate program, um, man, I got distracted by that. Uh, I'm on a run. I'm talking a million miles a minute. Um, yeah. So, oh, yeah, the, the accommodated course reduction means, so say you've got a two-year program at NSCC, you can literally... <clears throat> go down and do that program over two to three years. And uh, uh, you only have to pay tuition for the two years, but you just take your sweet time doing it. Um, so that that's another one you can do through that side. On the equipment side, um, it includes, so you get $2,000 every four years towards a <clears throat> computer or a laptop. You can get, uh, and then there's all sorts of assisted tech. So you can get like, I think it's $300 for noise canceling headphones. Um, there's smart pens, any app you can think of. Um, I get like Grammarly for my students. I even get these like old school agendas. Uh, that's covered through the grants. That to get these, this thing costs like a hundred bucks, but it's a really good one. It's called a passion planner, just in case you want to see what that is. This is my go-to. I've been using it for 10 years. Um, when people are like, oh, I just want to go and get a cheap one or get this and that. I was like, unless you know how to follow that all the way through, 
why don't you just go get this one? It's covered anyways. And then we're all on the same page. So we don't have to learn a million different ways, right? They're all get you the same thing, but all we need to do, we need stick to itness, is which is what we don't do well, right? So uh, anyways, long and short, that's all covered through that. And uh, so if you're interested in any of that, or if you have a student that wants to go college university route, um, all you gotta do is apply for student loans. And uh, yeah, so you apply for student loans. Uh, you gotta qualify for funding, right? In order to get the, you gotta qualify for $1 worth of student loans. As soon as you do that, then uh, the funding will open up. You basically take your psych ed assessment. Now, a lot of people think on a psych ed or any assessment you have for that matter that has your list of accommodations. So what a lot of people do, well, they'll just go in and hand the assessment over and say, I want all this stuff for free. That's not how it works, right? You have to give a justification for how, like, I need this for this, this for this, this for this, and then you can get that is essentially how it how it works. Um, so on that side of things, if you go in and talk to the uh, people in accommodations, they'll start with the basic stuff, right? They'll tell you, you know, you can get money for your computer and your your uh, um, noise canceling headphones. Like they'll walk you through the the kind of the bare minimum. If you want any deeper, you have to be able to self advocate. Now the problem is <laughs> is that eighteen year olds usually like the classic uh, college demographic that are come or people coming out of high school and then going to college. Um, usually their parents do everything for them. Um, and they're not really allowed, the parents aren't allowed at the table. They're allowed for the first meeting, but they're not allowed to come back and, and be part of that process, right? So you got to trust that this 18-year-old kid is going to uh, just put all this stuff in place. Well, that doesn't typically happen. And if it does happen, it's usually when uh, the proverbial shit hits the fan, right? And uh, And then they're in trouble. So... So anyways, um, so yeah, so then they're in trouble. So what we do, we work from a preventative maintenance point of view, um, which took a long time for me to set up and get us funded the way we are funded, to be honest, because they're like, well, let's just wait and see how a student does. And then, you know, give them three or four sessions and we'll see what happens. <clears throat> how, if, has anybody in here done coaching or therapy or anything uh, in the province, like the province loves brief therapy, you get two to three sessions. And, you know, first session, you're in crisis, so you're, you can't even compute what you're saying. Second session, you're kind of getting to know them. Third session, like, well, you're doing great. See you later. Right? Jim says he's had a few sessions. Here in Nova Scotia, three is the magic number. In BC, I was lucky to get 10. And the only reason I got two and a half years, same day, same time every week, I was like, I, I flat out refused to leave. I used my oppositional defiance sign. I was like, I'm not leaving. And I said, like, I came here to get better. I don't have the funds to go and spend $200 an hour with a psychi uh, psychologist or anything. Um, what do I need to stay? Well, you have to be uh, suicidal. I'm like, great, give me the phone. 
literally I did it right in front of the clinical social worker. She comes, you know, gets to the, in this, if you're going through community mental health, this is just a, a hack, right? Comes to the suicide question. Oh yeah. You know, on the way home, I'm going to drive my car off a, off the bridge and probably drown. She's like, Oh, that sounds serious. It sounds like you'd say. And I literally said it just as casually as I'm saying right now um, and was able to stay. And I stayed for that whole time and I changed my life. Right. Um, they don't want you to change your life. They, they want to keep, keep you coming in. So you keep being broken. Right. Is kind of how it seems to be anyways. They don't have the resources in the province to do anything different. So anyways, so, so that's how it all works. Um, so we, we help people out. And so literally this student that just came today, right. She's starting like three weeks late. Uh, we're just going to get her caught up. They'll fund that part. So basically what we do day one, I do a needs assessment. That's what I was doing with her. <clears throat> Explain the coaching process, get her to send over a schedule, figure out where she's going to fit in our schedule. And uh, I've got myself, Another full-time coach who's coaching uh, currently 34 students a week, which is insane. Uh, ironically, I told her to do, uh, I said, this, this semester, you're only allowed to take um, 28. And then uh, a few weeks ago, all of us, including myself, we all have math learning disabilities. So uh, math and us don't, don't work so hot. Um, but a couple of weeks ago, she's like, I made a mistake. And I'm like, what did you do? And she says, uh, four times eight doesn't equal 28. And I was like, no, nope, you're right. It doesn't. So all of a sudden she was at 32 and then she forgot about some of these other clients that she had. Now she's at like 35. She's one of my managers too. And I was like, how are you going to have time to manage or do anything? <laughs> and she didn't, but anyways, we're, we're making do with it. I'm just taking over. Uh, and then I've got another coach, uh, who actually I'd hired through a grant uh, she's, I, I used to coach her and she's a, a writer. I hired through uh, a series of uh, employment grants, basically got her for 16, what did I get her? No, three, six months for free, all funded. Uh, and she's not doing a lot of copyright and editing and grant writing and stuff for me, but she was a social worker in her past life who burnt out because of the structure of the social work world and all the report writing and all that crap. Um, and I said, well, do you want to do a little bit of coaching? So she's doing, she's coaching like about 10 of our clients right now. And, um, and then I've got another uh, contract coach and the, all the rest of the coaches actually are all, are all uh, uh, contract coaches that come in. Um, but what I look for, for coaches, and this is just a point of reference, um, you have to self-identify as neurodivergent. So I actually just did an interview uh, or an informational interview for somebody earlier this morning and she's going on on everything. The paper looked great. And then I asked, do you have ADHD? And she, thank God, she said yes, because she's a ringer. And, uh, uh, and she may also be on the spectrum as well. I'm like, fantastic, right? So we coach from a peer perspective. Uh, I, what I look for are, I've got kind of a, a range, but my younger coaches uh, are kind of the, 25 to 35 uh, year old range who have been students, um, have experienced some challenges along the way, but also figured out how to get through it. So all of them have degrees and they've graduated and they're doing their thing. Um, and they can go back and help from a peer perspective on how to help people 
get to the next level. So that's, that's that round. Uh, like I said, I also do uh, this career coaching uh, side of things. I, I, I should say I'm not a career coach. Uh, what I do though, is work with people who have career coaches. So like Tiffany, I'm sure you're helping uh, develop the resume and the cover letter and set up interviews and all that stuff. That's not really my jam. Um, I I will help make like, that's the end goal is getting the job. We always have to identify what a goal is. Like if you don't know where you're going and you are trying to help any of us, we won't know if we've got there, if we've reached it. Right. So we need a goal that we're shooting for. So maybe getting the jobs, the end goal, but along the way, they you need to be able to get organized. So we help with like organization, time management, um, stress and emotions management or emotional regulation, um, uh, communication skills, like a great one. Had a student who started with me, the mom signed, um, the mom was heavy on making sure her son was signed up. And the son, when I talked to him was depressed. I could tell I live with depression too. Tell from a mile away the kid's depressed, but yeah, sure, I'll come. Well, he missed his first week, then his second week, then his third week. And uh, and I tell these parents, I was like, you know, um, either kids using it or you, you can use it too if you want. But either way, I'm going to be there. If you show up or not, I'm going to be there working on something that's going to help you. So the first three weeks are like, you know, we get them signed on to our coaching platform. We do a coaching contract. We take all their course outlines, so the course syllabi. Um, the universities are lucky because they are used. Most of them are using D2L and Brightspace, so stuff's laid out for them. But at the community college, their course outlines is just like a recommendation. It's not even real, right? And so I've made the mistake, unfortunately, with a lot of the college students, is going in and we take all of the information out of the course syllabi. We put it into our program and on a week to week basis, I know what's coming up for you. And so do you. And that's key because usually their stuff is spread all over the place. They don't know where anything is. They're not looking at their email. They're not looking at D2L. Some of them don't even know what the Pulse app is, which is if you do have a university student on that system, Pulse tells you what's coming up due every week, right? But a lot of them just don't do it or don't look at it because they're like me. They have a kajillion apps on their phone and it's just another one to bug them. Um, but we'll sit down and uh, so we lay out the whole semester. Then we each the coach would do like a little get to know you uh, intake. I, I use something called a SWOT analysis, which they usually use in business. So we look at your what are your strengths uh, from a personal perspective, but also from a academic or work uh, perspective, where your weaknesses in those areas, where you see opportunities for improvements, and where you have, uh, where you, uh, you see threats, right? So that's, that's like the mini crap, right? Or the mini stuff. And then, and excuse my language, I'm a plumber by trade. I worked in the trades for 17 years. So I swear a bit, kids love it. Professionals, maybe not so much, but it is what it is. I'm just me. Uh, so anyways, we do that. Then we set up, um, we look at the semester from a big picture perspective. So we look at where you've got to be at the end of the semester. Then we break it down month to month, uh, week to week, um, half hour to half hour, and we plan everything out. So we, we basically help them 
Um, we start off, say if you got a blank slate of a calendar, we start off with looking at, um, um, we start off by looking, I'm going to just bring it up and do a little screen share because it's easier. Oh, no, I'm not because I'm signed out of that. We start off by, uh, um, oh, Lord, hold on a second. <laughs> I can't get distracted along the way. <clears throat> um, we start off by setting up their calendar. So we get their sleep schedule. When are you getting up and out of the door? Are you eating breakfast? So we do breakfast, lunch, dinner. We plan all that out first on the schedule. Then we take all their classes, plot all that out. Then we ask if you're working at all, plot all that out. And then we look at the gaps, what's left over for you in time. As soon as we see what's left over, I have a model that I came up with when I went back to school. It's, it's this. So at most in any course, you're going to have a maximum of 25 hours a week in class. And that's more so the college students, university students, usually more around 10 to 12 hours a week in class. And then, which means if you have 25 hours max in class, you're going to have 15 hours outside of class, which can take place in that nine to five workday. So this is how I treated it when I went back to school. Treat your teachers like they're your boss, your grades like they're your paycheck, and school like it's a nine to five job, and you'll be successful all day long. Drop one of the three of these those things, and no way. So literally, what I mean by that is that if you have your your schedule all staggered out, in between you're going to have that fifteen hours of gap time, and literally, if you plan out the time to like what my trophy student Angela does she just goes to school in between her classes she stays and does her homework she literally and I'm this is not I'm not exaggerating last year she basically within a month of being at school she told her teachers I refuse to do homework after five and I'm not doing it on weekends I'm doing it between nine to five and that's it and she set it up she ran into problems too first year student right of course she's going to run in because there's a lot of work she ran into problems, but she communicated really effectively. So she said, listen, I'm behind, but I'm uh, I'm working on stuff. I get what I'm doing. I'm just taking a little longer to get there, but I will get there. And I'll tell you a story. By the end of that semester, she hadn't handed in 20 of her assignments. This is the, an anomaly student, but she hadn't handed in 20. She still, she still uh, passed all her courses, went back the next year, still worked that same thing. She got a co-op uh program paid co-op right and is working through and finally she's listening to me now she's uh we told her to get down to three classes instead because she was driving herself bananas and got out of it right but but with the most students we try to get them to go especially on a first year student um like this one that i just talked to a ubc student or sorry a dow student she's got four classes She's first of all, she's got a 1.3 GPA. She's trying to get into pharmacy, right? <laughs> she's got currently taken four classes. She works 20 hours a week. How are you going to fit that in and have a life too and get to the end of the year and get, uh, she's got three months. She needs a 2.0, I think, GPA to get into pharmacy. That's at the low level, right? Um, I'm convinced we can do it. She might have to drop one of her courses, right? But um, basically working with us, our track record is if you work with us from the get-go, start of the semester to the end, on average students will go up 10 to 15% all day long 
lots will go up even higher. Um, so that's when I'm looking at kind of the low hanging fruit students, like the people like me, <coughs> we also have a massive population of high achievers. So the typical archetype for people like me are, you know, my, I was like a 50, 60 student, barely went to school, um, unless I'm totally interested in something that I'm not interested in doing at all. And, you know, fumbled around in college for years and years. Our other demographic, and this is why Atlanta has 34 clients, and my other coaches are all tuned in for that, are females, high anxiety, 90% plus averages. Uh, but to get their 90% averages, they are working every minute of every day, and they can do it. They, they come in gung-ho in uh, uh, September. In October, they start to flatline. In November, they start to fall off the wagon and freak out. I'm quitting. I can't do it all, right? Because they've overcommitted themselves to the nth degree. And then we got to pull them out of the, we got to pull them out of the mix, right? All righty. I will catch up with you guys later. Thank you so much for joining and we will talk to you soon.